There are more than 2 billion social media users today spanning sites such as Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. But the increased use of such platforms and the ongoing growth of user-generated content creates several new intellectual property challenges for companies and their branding. Finnegan partners Margaret Eskine and Brett Hevner join us now to discuss potential IP issues that arise with the rapidly changing landscape of social media. Margaret, are there specific rules governing user-generated content that businesses post to their company's social media sites? The primary rule that I think is key is copyright issues. So if you are a business and you're posting user-generated content to your own social media sites, you need to make sure that the content that you're posting is available to you from a copyright perspective and that you're not violating the copyright laws with respect to borrowing photographs or other content that doesn't belong to you. If you're talking about posting your trademark or your logos, you want to make certain that obviously you've got to notice that these are your trademarks and that other people are not allowed to use them from your own website. With respect to user-generated content that contains the trademarks or logos of others, you'll want to make certain that somewhere in your terms of service that you have the right to remove those trademarks and logos should you receive a complaint from the owners of those marks. And Margaret, once posted to social media, who owns the rights to that content? Social media doesn't change the way that the content is owned per se. So whoever created the content from a copyright perspective is still the content owner. So if I'm a user and I post something to my Pinterest account that I created, I'm still the owner of those materials if it's a photograph I took, for example. That doesn't change those rights. What the platforms receive oftentimes is a license to use those materials that you as a user post. But the basic right of the author or creator doesn't change just because it's a social media context. Brett, why is third-party content such a big issue when it comes to social media? Social media has really opened up the ability of anybody in the public to post basically whatever they want on websites that they participate in, so Facebook, Pinterest, Twitter, that sort of thing. And what has come with it is the ability to use other people's intellectual property in your postings, trademarks, logos, or copyrighted works such as photographs, songs, video clips, that sort of thing. And, of course, the owners of that intellectual property want to be able to make certain that they're not being used improperly or be able to object to them being posted at all. Obviously, a film company or a songwriter or a singer that makes money off of their copyrighted works would not want them to be distributed for free. Similarly, a company would like to make certain that their trademark and their logo are not held up to disrepute or are used in a way that would be confusing to consumers. So it's very important both for the intellectual property owner and the operator of the social media site that there be some mechanism to address those concerns. On the trademark side, it's usually handled through a terms of service so that the social media operator can remove any trademark or infringing logos. Otherwise, they might be subject to some sort of infringement suit and be lumped in as a defendant along with the actual member of the public that's posting someone's trademark or logo in a confusing or tarnishing manner. Margaret, what concerns should businesses be aware of on social media sites? When businesses are using their own social media platforms or their own accounts, 
there are several issues that they need to consider. The first are the copyright and trademark issues we've already been discussing. And in addition to those, they want to think about any right of publicity and privacy claims that users might make against a particular use of some piece of content. And also, businesses want to be aware of the Federal Trade Commission and ensuring that the uses that the businesses make on social media sites are fully compliant with FTC regulations around false advertising and endorsement issues. Finally, what are some best practices that companies can use in order to protect their intellectual property interests on social media? There are two main issues for businesses in that context, and the first is to protect their own materials, the things they put out on the Internet and on social media platforms. So you want to make sure any photographs that you have, you're putting appropriate copyright notices on, and you are otherwise flagging the content as yours. So that's sort of the offensive approach. They also want to be very cognizant of the defensive issues. Are you using third-party content? If you are, do you have permission? If not, are you aware that there is something called the Digital Millennium Copyright Act and that an owner can ask the ISP or the platform to remove any content that you may have posted that belongs to somebody else. And of course, you can use that offensively, too, if you're finding that your business's materials are being posted by users on platforms and those are unrelated to you. You also, if it's a copyrighted work, can use the DMCA to assist in protecting those rights. And again, with endorsement issues and privacy issues, you want to be cognizant of the rights of publicity and privacy that people might have, as well as FTC enforcement around false advertising and endorsements. With respect to trademark issues, you as the operator of your own website, you want to make certain that you've adequately protected your trademarks by registering them with the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office. With respect to third-party content that could be posted on your website, you would want to make certain that, again, you have in your terms of service a clear reservation of right to remove any infringing content that you become aware of and that you're not bound to keep up any trademark or logo that someone else has posted on your website that has been accused of being some sort of trademark infringement. To the extent that you are a trademark owner and that you are noting that your trademark is being posted by others on social media websites such as Facebook or Pinterest or Twitter, and you want to object to that usage, certainly you should do so if that usage is going to cause consumer confusion or hold your trademark or brand up to disrepute. On the other hand, you should be very careful probably not to object to other uses that would seem more like fair use. These would be things like fan websites talking about how great your product is, or reviews or commentary on your product, even if they're bad reviews, because you likely probably don't have a trademark infringement case there because of the fair use issue. Plus, that sort of objection would be likely to generate negative publicity, indicating that you're afraid of having people actually comment or write reviews about your product. So it's very important for trademark owners to be cautious and object only to websites bearing unauthorized copies of your trademarks that really are likely to harm you. Our guests have been Margaret Eskine and Brett Hevner, partners at Finnegan, one of the largest IP law firms in the world. For more commentary on intellectual property news and issues, to listen to other podcasts, and to receive additional information on the firm, please visit www.finnegan.com. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Finnegan.